Politics, Politics, and Life Sciences Radio, also known as PLS Radio, is a show about the interplay of life sciences and politics. PLS Radio is hosted by Dean L. Finelli, Ph.D., an intellectual property attorney in Washington, D.C., whose practice focuses on issues connected to the life sciences industry. PLS explores cutting-edge topics involving the biotech and pharma ecosystems, political and governmental policy issues affecting the biotech and pharma industries, and much more. PLS guests include scientists, business, medical professionals, media personalities, newsmakers, and political leaders. Politics and Life Sciences Radio is your place for hot topic discussions and real news in the life sciences industry. Now, it's time for Politics and Life Sciences Radio with your host, Dr. Dean L. Finelli. Dean Finale, and you're listening to Politics and Life Science Radio. Welcome. There's quite a bit going on in the life science world lately with all the news related to the vaccine. Pfizer came out with some very promising news that their uh, vaccine candidate is 95% effective. So what does that mean? Basically, people out there are get, should be optimistic that we'll have a vaccine shortly, Moderna, the second leading candidate seems like they're also reporting 95% efficacy, which is also great news. We're going to need as many of these vaccines approved in order to get through this. Uh, again, this is Dean Finnell. You're listening to Politics and Life Sciences. I appreciate you listening today. Uh, we also heard from BioNTech saying that they believe their vaccine can eradicate the virus. Now, personally, I don't know about that. It's probably going to take multiple shots on goal to get through this. You know, we have to vaccine, vaccinate 7 billion people. So, you know, all the vaccines we can get approved, the quicker, the better. Uh, getting these vaccines out there is also going to be logistically a challenge. We know that Pfizer and Moderna, both their vaccines have to be kept at cold temperatures. So unlike the flu vaccine, where we're used to getting that pretty easily and regularly, the, that will add to the logistical challenges of getting this, especially to rural areas. But nonetheless, you know, the Trump administration through Operation Warp Speed has been planning for this for months now. All the back end information, all the logistics of things that people take for granted, like the syringes, the needles, the vials, getting these uh, trucks and airplane contracts all in place well in advance so that once these vaccines are approved, we can get them out there to people quite a bit going on in the life science world. Uh, again, this is Dean Finelli. You're listening to Politics and Life Science Radio. Here at Politics and Life Science, we ex- explore the interplay of life sciences and politics. Uh, we look at cutting edge stories in the life science industry, as well as all the political uh, legal uh, issues that are in the background legislation that's going on, whether it's related to overall healthcare life sciences, food and drug administration, we handle it all here. Uh, when we're thinking of this virus, one of the big issues that we seem to keep encountering is, you know, how do we detect people with this virus and isolate them? And there's more news coming out about these rapid diagnostics that can basically test to see if someone has contracted the virus merely by just breathing into one of these indicators and you'd get results 
pretty quickly at home, that would be a game changer in my opinion, because you'd have the availability of at home testing where people would know before they left the house, whether or not they were infected that could drastically reduce the uh, level of uh, contagiousness as well as the infection rate. So that's great news to hear. Uh, again, Dean Finelli from Politics and Life Science Radio. We have a great guest today. There's probably a lot of parents out there and just a lot of people that are very skeptical. Is this being rushed? Should I get the vaccine? Is it safe? Will it work? How long will it work? A lot of questions out there. And I'm really happy to take today to interview a very special guest of mine and friend, Mark Goldman. Uh, he is a publicist and uh, in the U.S. and also, more importantly, a concerned parent. So, Mark, welcome to the show. I'm very glad to have you. It, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thank you. Uh, thank you, sir. So, Mark, you know, a lot of we've been hearing a lot of news about the, vir the virus and the vaccine and diagnostics, a lot of information. You know, how do you feel about this? You know, what's your concerns? Are you one of those people out there that's excited to get this to get back to normal? Or are you more in that I'm skeptical bucket? I don't know. I'm, is this safe? Uh, what's your feelings on this? You know what, for me, I'll, uh, I'll definitely try it. Uh, however, for my kids, uh, you know, they're younger and some of the news I've been reading, it's not great for younger people or older people. And I'm just really, really confused as to what to do again for myself. It's one thing uh, I don't mind being a guinea pig, but for them, you know, I'm just, I'm just scared. I'm worried about it, you know, and there's, there's been debates in the past that vaccines lead to autism and other things. I'm just, I'm just scared for their health and future well-being. Yeah, no doubt. I'm sure most parents have the same feeling as you. And I'll tell you, I'm one of them. You know, I have kids as well. And I think we're all a little nervous. We don't mind taking it ourselves. But, you know, when it comes to our kids, we certainly have questions. Uh, you know, when you think about getting the vaccine yourself, uh, do you have any concerns? Have you had any negative experiences yourself with vaccines? Uh, no, no, I haven't really had uh, any issues over the years with vaccines. Um you know, I wish they would have had the uh, chicken pox one when I was younger, but, uh, you know, oh, well, can't win them all, right? Um, but uh, but overall, no, not really worried about it. Just wanting, you know, to get back to normal. And if this is a way to help that, I'm all for it. Now, let me ask you, do you or and or your kids, do you guys get the flu vaccine each year? Uh, you know what? My kids get it every year. I have not gotten it this year yet. Um, because I've read mixed things and I'm not really sure. So any tips or advice you could give me, maybe help, please. Yeah, well, you know, the flu vaccine is very safe. You know, the coronavirus vaccine, you know, from everything we can see, it looks like it's safe from the data that's been published in peer-reviewed journals. It looks like each of these vaccine candidates is very safe. And also, you know, at least from the Pfizer and Moderna, it looks like they're also very effective. So, you know, vaccines definitely, uh, there are, there has been this, you know, stigma about them that they cause autism. You know, that was a, an article that was put out several years ago and it was retracted and the, the author uh, got in, a, frankly, a lot of trouble for that because it was basically incorrect. You know, there's no evidence wow. that vaccines cause autism. So, uh, you know, generally they are very safe and, indeed they'd save millions of lives each year so i'm glad to hear that your kids are getting that and i you know hopefully you know i can convince, can convince you as well to get that so as far uh, yeah as no, the, absolutely uh, i appreciate that 
you know, so as far as, um, you know, your feelings about, you know, timing and how this has been developed, are you concerned that this is too fast or is more your concern that you just don't have the information you're getting? What are your, or both perhaps? You know what? There's so much information coming out on a daily basis that this one is in a test trial and this one is finished and this one the FDA likes and this one the president likes and this one the potential president likes and, and it's just so much information and I just don't know what to do and I don't know who to believe. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, and I agree with you. I hear you. I mean, I feel the same way. There's a lot of information out there. You know, this has been politicized, unfortunately. The nice thing, though, you know, when you think about the Food and Drug Administration, the CDC, these are the literally the gold standards of regulatory approval in the world. So some of the top scientists working on these. Uh, so, you know, when you think about all the development, yes, it's being uh, truncated and, you know, sped up quite drastically. But nonetheless, you know, when you think about all the data and all these independent bodies and, you know, you may recall earlier this summer that Pfizer, or excuse me, uh, Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca, each of their trials was paused. So, you know, the slightest little glitch or any information that raises any eyebrows will be looked at uh, very, very much in detail. So that should give people some idea of, you know, hey, you know, although this is going moving very quickly, you know, we are going to be safe. The FDA, the independent bodies, the companies, they're all looking at this data. So, uh, right. you know, it's uh, – it's going to be a situation where we, you know, we need to get a lot of people, as many people vaccinated as possible. So, you know, hopefully uh, when these vaccines start coming out, more and more people will. Uh, do you have any idea from friends or colleagues of yours? Are you hearing uh, the same feelings you have, that skepticism? Uh, yeah, you know, and a lot of people are, uh, are, I'm sorry to interrupt, a lot of people are very mixed about it, uh, adults, uh, you know, parents, uh, they just don't know what to do, some people want to do it, some people don't want to do it, and uh, it just, you know, it's a little bit overwhelming, a little bit confusing, but, uh, you know, if we could get this thing to go away, uh, more power to it. Yeah, I agree. How do you feel if your schools were to say next year, you know, your kids can't come back to school unless they have are vaccinated and if they offer you know continued remote learning how do you feel about that i know a lot of parents you know just feel like hey my kids aren't learning as well as they could be uh remotely i want to get them back in school as quickly as possible given the skepticism that you and surely a lot of other parents have would you give your make your kids get the vaccine if it's available in order to get them back in the classroom that is a fantastic question. Thank you so much for asking me about that. Uh, I will do anything to get them back into the classroom full time. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to jump off a bridge. Uh, I don't know to tell you. They need to uh, socialize. They need to be with their, you know, with their friends. They need to be doing things in school. And they, you know what? They need to be learning. They're not learning enough this way. And a lot of them are just cheating and just getting by. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I could see my kids learning. One of my, my daughters, she's in school, actually in the school. My son's remote, and I can just see the difference between the two. So I agree with you 100%. We need to get these yeah, kids back. It's truly really amazing. Yeah, yeah, I, no doubt. And what do you think about the um, as far as uh, the workforce goes? You know, we're hearing a lot of, you know, especially recently about these spikes in uh, pockets of the virus and people positivity rates are going up you know how do you feel about the fact that you know we shut down the the economy in march 
25, 26 million people lost their jobs or were furloughed for a while. A lot of them never went back to work to this day. You know, how do you feel about the fact that, you know, a lot of states and localities are talking about, you know, shutting their economies down again? I, you know what I think is absolutely outrageous. There, there's got to be a better way than this, um, than, than shutting stuff down. Either you know, I'm not really sure about the social distancing, but uh, definitely the masks seem to be working a little bit. I, I think the plastic everywhere is, is kind of silly and, and not working. You know, the plastic either when you go get a haircut or you know, um, at a restaurant or a bar or whatever that might be is a little silly, but. Um, you know, I think they have to keep the economy open and they have to figure out better ways to uh, handle this crisis. Yeah, I'm on the same page with you there. I mean, you know, I think that ship sailed for shutting down the economy. You know, we tried it in March. You know, granted, there's a lot we didn't know back then, but nonetheless, there's a lot right. we do know now. And, you know, I just think the economic damage that, you know, you'll do to a society and to all these individuals, you know, outweighs that risk, especially like you mentioned, when we know that masks seem to be working and you know perhaps social distancing as well so if we can get people wearing those masks and just say hey you know wear the mask we won't have to cut shut down the economy you know hopefully we can move in that direction absolutely absolutely i agree what other concerns did you have about or questions did you have you know one of the things we hear about is that these the pfizer and the moderna vaccine they have to be kept at low temperature do you have any concerns that you know, if you decide, hey, I want to get this, that it's not going to be available in your area? You know, what? I'm not overly concerned about that. I mean, a little bit because I do live in New York and President Trump said to the governor of New York State, Andrew Cuomo, that he will not be, uh, I guess, sending any vaccines our way. So I'm a little scared about that. But, um, you know, I know a lot of guys and hopefully uh, need be I can just contact one of them, you know. Yeah, you know, that's it's this has gotten so politicized and you know, to hear these governors talking about they don't trust the vaccine because Trump they think Trump, you know, in some way sped it up. I mean, that's just not how it works and that just shows a level of, you know, in my opinion, uh naivety when it comes to this. And when I hear especially government officials say stuff like that, you know, it's just really disheartening, especially with all the skepticism. We're gonna need about seventy percent of the population to get vaccinated. You know, most half people are already skeptical about this, so we're going to need as many as possible. So those those comments are just, you know, in my opinion, pretty frustrating and annoying, and I wish they would stop. And what do you think about the uh, home kit for for COVID? I I heard about something. I read something about that on the news, and they have home kits that you could do it yourself. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's I read about that as well. That's a good point. You know, it's interesting. I think the more diagnostics we can get at home the more, uh, you know, we can test, you know, that's a prescription test. So, you know, although it's at home, I don't know, you know, if people are going to necessarily go out to their pharmacist or their doctor and ask for a prescription for that. It just seems like if it was over the counter or something you can order online, uh, generally it would be a lot more practical for people. So, you know, it remains to be seen how well that one will be, but nonetheless, you know, you, you think about getting a test or a diagnostic that you can test yourself at home, you know, that's a game changer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what, you know, what I also read something about um, uh, some sort of vaccine or some, uh, something that will help out that you could utilize through your nose or breathe in or some, something like a spray. Any, any word on that one? Yeah. You know, there's, there's, 
so many diagnostics, so many therapeutics, so many vaccines being tested. I mean, you know, when you think about these advanced candidates, they're both two shot vaccinations, the Pfizer and Moderna. So, you know, if we can get like a, uh, a nasally inhaled one, because we know this is a respiratory virus, get it right down into the lungs. You know, I think that would increase compliance. A lot of those people that are just scared of getting shots, you know, would probably much rather get a, uh, a nasal inhalation version of the vaccine. But, you know, I haven't heard that any of them are in the, uh, basically the, the later stages of trials yet, but you know, the more we can get out there, definitely the better. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So again, this is Dean Finelli. You're listening to politics and life science radio and my guest, Mark Goldman. Uh, we're just chatting about, you know, the coronavirus vaccine concerns parents have, and just different things regarding the vaccine. Mark, it's great to have you. Uh, do you have any other questions before I let you go that you'd like to ask? I, I, you know what? I have one more question. A lot of the, uh, you know, the parents groups, and actually we were just talking about this in the PTA meeting the other day, kind of funny. Um, uh, I guess it's more of a legal question. Can you help me with that? Absolutely. All right. So, um, do you think vaccine companies can be held liable if they're, um, you know, if they have like severe side effects or, or something goes wrong? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's, uh, you know, we'll definitely have guests talking about that in the future. But, you know, the from what I know, the under the pandemic, uh, the Secretary of Health and Human Services made a declaration basically invoking the PREP Act, which is the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act. And what that act does is any company, whether it's a biotech company, a diagnostic company, a vaccine company, that's producing what they refer to as countermeasures or anything that could help to test or treat or vaccinate uh, the virus, they would be immune from liability completely unless they you know, did something that was basically so egregious, like willful misconduct. So, you know, as far as liability goes, that's not going to be available against the companies unless there's some egregious misconduct. And that would have to rise to a level of probably fabricating results, which, you know, I just don't see happening. There is a trust fund that would, yeah, there's a trust fund that will be available. So if people that are injured, you know, after their own personal insurance, they they're that's exhausted. They could try and get some, uh, recoup some money through this trust fund. But yeah, to answer your question, tort damages for injury uh, likely won't be available uh, to, to people. And, you know, when you think about it, hopefully it won't be necessary because it looks like these vaccines are very safe. Excellent. Thank you uh, for all the information you provided me today. Well, Mark, it's been great having you today. Again, this is Dean Finelli from Politics and Life Science Radio. Uh, you know, just so much information about the vaccine going on. It's literally changing daily. And we're here to provide you with that information, whether it's on the political side, the science side. So it's great to talk to everyone today. Thank my guest, Mark Goldman, again, for being here. Uh, wish everyone a great day and a good evening. And thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Politics and Life Sciences Radio with Dr. Dean L. Finelli. For more information, check us out at facebook.com slash politics and life sciences.